0: hello friends and thank you so much for listening to this podcast just wanted to remind you all that if there are any different topics or guests that you would like to see on this podcast you've been wanting to maybe get to know them a bit better offline you know through the podcast definitely definitely shoot me a dm reach out to me you guys know i'm always here for you definitely reach out enjoy this podcast Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Miss Shannon on the line, and we've actually done quite a few shoots together. I uh, absolutely love working with her. i um, excited for another shoot here on Wednesday. Um, Shannon, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, your company, and then let people know how long you've been in business for.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, So I'm Shannon Durazzo and I am the owner and sole current photographer for Stratus Adventure Photography. Um, And I have been shooting events for quite a long time, but I actually incorporated my company and started on the journey of shooting weddings two years ago. And I mostly do elopements and intimate weddings. So if you have a farm, a backyard, hiking, that sort of thing. I'm your girl. If you're, you know, a great big banquet wedding,
0: probably not me. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Do you still find yourself doing them or are you just more so just elopements and smaller intimate weddings? Um, So I have helped a couple of friends second shoot
1: receptions, you know, larger venues and everything, but it's not really what I do. And I do have an alter ego career. So Um, I've basically been referring anything like that out. So if it's a reception after an intimate elopement or, you know, like a ceremony with 10 or 20 people, then um, depending on how that reception is being held, I'll shoot it. If it's more, you know, barbecue style, uh, relaxed, then 100%. If it's the whole big timeline of, you know, here's the bride and groom dance and now here's this and the cake cutting and the, the, like, not really my thing. Sure,
0: sure. I gotcha. Um, What do you think is your most favorite part of, um, you know, elopements and intimate ceremonies then? Um, So I
1: guess it probably goes back to why I started shooting them in the first place. Um, I was planning my own wedding over and over and over. Um, I've been with my husband for almost 16 years now, and it took until last year for us to actually finally get legally married. Um, And part of that was every time I started planning, it just didn't feel right. I felt like everything we were doing was to meet everyone else's expectations of what it should look like, and he and I are both extremely private people, Mm -hmm. along with our son, Um, and it just felt like everything we were doing was for other people. So I finally kind of nailed down what we wanted. It kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and I found myself searching online for, you know, what's something other than an (laughs) elopement? You know, I didn't want to go down to the courthouse. I still wanted to do something Uh, meaningful for us. I wanted to do something that really spoke to who we are as a family, um, which, you know, when things get rough here, we go out and either go backpacking or hiking or do it, you know, out in the wilderness somehow for days at a time. That's kind of where experiences over things kind of family. And um, I found that there are people that get married that way. And I decided that I wanted to help other people avoid the struggle that I went through. And so I started kind of reaching out to friends who were doing anniversaries or vow renewals. Maybe they had had the big church wedding, but they wanted to do a vow renewal for their 10-year, 20-year. And it just kind of grew from there because what I realized was that there's something really freeing about being outside. Um, not, not as many people, the only people around you are the people that are really invested in the success of your marriage. Because um, I feel like large weddings, it's a, it's a lot of times getting people together that are, you know, you're introducing the families. And I, I think that's wonderful. Uh, But for me, that more intimate, you know, these are the people, when something's bad, they're the people that I call. They're the people that are going to, you know, really reinforce the strength of our family unit, our marriage. Um, You know, they're they're the kind of column when you need to move, (laughs) you know, and that's not everybody that's usually at a large traditional marriage. Um, And so I really just fell in love with it and the ability to do things that usually you wouldn't expect to do for a marriage, whether it's hiking to the top of a 14 or my family lives up in Colorado. um, Or, you know, here we have Sedona and Flag and uh, down by Tucson. um, You know, we've got some beautiful mountains and the superstitions like there's a whole lot of gorgeous area here in Arizona. Yay COVID for not traveling further. Um, But the world is just so big and beautiful and why should we do all of our events in a ballroom when decorations are free outside, you know, (laughs) not necessarily free. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's permits, you know, but, um, (laughs) but it's, yeah, well, and it doesn't always necessarily have to be cheaper. You can basically, you know, if you're sitting there and you're spending your time, spending more time, planning out your honeymoon and a trash dress session and all of that and all of that speaks to more of who you are as a person then maybe you should look at what kind of wedding you're having and who you're having it for because <laughs> it's supposed to be a day about the two of you and you know receptions are fantastic um, a lot of times people who elope will still have a big reception for everybody um, that's more casual and um, I fully I'm on board for all of those things, but there's something really special about saying, hey, I choose you for the rest of my life, and actually getting to remember your day with that person, because I feel like a lot of times that gets
0: lost in the chaos of a normal wedding day. Yes, yes, absolutely, and that's where I feel like, you know, COVID has been a blessing to a lot of people, because... I actually agree. (laughs) Yeah, they can, they can kind of just, you know, for those that don't want the big old hoorah, they can kind of just have their intimate, you know, wedding and ceremony with just their immediate, immediate family and that's it, you know, and, and kind of blame COVID, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of what they want, you know, which is essentially what it should be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think that it kind of goes along those lines of why I wanted to, you know, start doing this in the first place, because, you know, yes, I love photographing. I love seeing people's stories. You know, my one of my best friends, you know, has always said, um, she's known me for 20 plus years, and she said, you know, you collect people, <laughs> and I do. I love hearing about people's stories. I truly care about not just their wedding day, but their life that they're building together. Um, But I think that COVID has given people that ability to look at something outside of the expectations and to not only say, okay, that's right for me, but it's given the guilt of it a bit less pressure because it's easier for them to say, hey, we're keeping it small because of COVID, and so they feel less guilty. Because I feel like there's an awful lot of guilt that goes along with normal Wedding planning, and you know, there are wonderfully outgoing people that the big, huge party is perfect for. You know, my brother was one of those. My cousin was one of those. You know, we've we've had some just kick-ass parties. Excuse my language. Um, <laughs> as part of the the weddings for them, and they were fantastic it's just not something that i would want and i feel like there's an awful lot of people that feel the exact same way and just want to avoid that pressure and covid has absolutely given a reason for that
0: yes yes which which is great though you know because some people don't want to go and you know have their family or them or whoever's you know covering the bill you know pay 30 40 Two hundred, two fifty, you know, whatever it ends up being. Um, and said they just want to maybe only spend five grand, you know, all in all, or whatever mm-hmm. it kind of looks like, you know. And so, um, just, you know, at the end of the day, if you're a bride, um, you know, a groom listening to this, like this is your day. Do what you guys want. Um, yes, you know, family might be a little upset, you know, if you don't have the big old wedding. Um but if it's not what makes you happy then don't don't do it, you know, like just, just it, it is And what there's it, I ways to
1: include good. family without them having to physically be there. It's actually surprising when you start asking everybody how many people feel like if they get a an invitation that, oh God, now I have to move everything around and I have to go. Like there's obligation involved with receiving an invitation as well. So there's an awful lot of people that would rather put money into your honeymoon or into your i'm fixing my house up fund or just wish you a wonderful life together and you know a lot of a lot of people doing elopements and intimate weddings will read letters from their families or videotape parts of it and send them off or do different things to involve the people that they really care about so they still feel included without having to travel to be there, without having to do big gifts that they're like, well, you know, is, are they ever actually going to use this tea set? I mean, let's right. be honest, <laughs> who actually uses a tea set? <laughs> so <laughs> there's Thank an awful you. lot on both sides that have come with sure. the, um, the modern wedding. Cause they didn't used to be that way. So most no. of my family still lives in, um, Europe. And so It's not unusual over there. Like our family over here, my husband's family, is like, oh, my goodness, when were you going to get married? We had given up, whereas most of my family is like, no, it'll come or it won't, you know, because in Denmark, it's extremely normal to not get married until years and years after you've been together and then um, have something very, very small. Uh, I always call my mom the, uh, the original eloper. Because she she eloped oh, okay. in Singapore in a in a different colored dress when she married my father. She had a backyard wedding when she married my stepfather, and then she just eloped up in Sholo to her current husband uh, right. after my stepfather died. Yeah, so you know, I mean, she's and none of them. Oh, one of them actually was in a big white poofy dress, but the rest were you know in something completely different. And so I grew up with that as well but my husband's family didn't. (laughs) So it's just different.
0: That's funny. Um, So then for, you know, those that are looking to um, elope, um, maybe adventure, what are kind of some um, maybe tips or tricks you might have in terms of, you know, going and doing all these things and, you know, continuing to, you know, grow the elopement. um, Yeah. So what I found is
1: an awful lot of people that lean towards, you know, kind of the the epic elopement pictures and things like that. Because, you know, yes, we will get those, but that's not really what it's about. It's about having a really great experience. Um, A lot of them are semi-outdoorsy instead of fully outdoorsy like our family is. And so, um, honestly, looking at, like, tips and tricks for hiking is a place to start. Um, REI and a lot of the outdoor stores actually do, like, basic courses on it if you are, like, a super planner. But ba- the the basics are the same of make sure that you have a good backpack that isn't going to hurt you, have plenty of water here in Arizona, or any time you're going higher elevation, especially, you need more than you think you do. Carry sunscreen. Make sure that um, you're packing everything in a way that you're not trying to, you know, carry a bunch of different bags and a bunch of different things going up the hill. Um, If you are off-roading, make sure that you are actually doing it in a vehicle that's prepared to, because getting a flat tire and not having a way to take care of it on a trail would be a real downer on your wedding day. (laughs) And the biggest thing when it comes to outdoor locations is to always have backups, Um, whether it's closed by fires or bad weather or um, a pandemic. You never know what could happen and you might have to be able to transition. Um, the thing that I kind of find the most fun about it is that in my alter ego career, I always joke that, you know, people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm a professional problem solver. And it carries over to this too. You have to be flexible. You have to have backup plans, ABC. Yes, that can be a little bit difficult when you're getting into permitting and things like that. But say you're, Dream wedding is at the Grand Canyon, it's a national park, and so there's fees and permits and everything that takes 30-plus days to get, um, usually. Um, having something nearby that isn't in the national parks, that maybe isn't quite as high of elevation in case of fire closures or really bad weather or something like that that you can transition to is always a really important part of the planning process. And then you know, the big thing is just to keep enough time available for you to breathe because if you make your day packed so full that it's just as hectic as a timeline of a regular wedding, then you're defeating the purpose. The whole reason is to spend time with each other. And so, um, you know, all the things like having good shoes and making sure that you're dressed appropriately, leggings if it's cold, you know, little hot hands if it's cold. um, All these sorts of things are things that are kind of afterthoughts because at the end of the day, the day is about the two of you and making sure that it's actually doing things that you want instead of worrying about the pictures. The pictures will come. The day is supposed to be about you connecting. And so leaving time for that is the most important thing.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So then, Shannon, how can we help you? Um, well, the best way
1: would be to go on and follow my Instagram. Um, I'm much more active on Instagram than I am on Facebook and it's just at Stratus Adventure Photography Um, and then reach out, say hi.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then one last nugget that you'd want to leave here with the listeners today. Um,
1: Probably the main thing would be that there's really no rules on what your wedding day has to look like except for what you put on them. You can make it anything you want. If you want to hang out at your Airbnb in the middle of the forest all day and play board games, then that's what you should do. If you want to hike to the tallest peak, then that's what you should do. If you want to off-road to somewhere that isn't too crazy, you should totally do that. Like Whatever makes the two of you happy together is the way that you should spend your day committing the rest of your lives to each other
0: yeah no definitely well Shannon I definitely uh, enjoyed having you here on the podcast today definitely hope to see you here soon but uh, thank you so much again and we will chat with you here later thank you for having me Miranda of course I'll talk to you later thanks bye bye